It's alive. It's alive. It's alive. It's alive. It's alive. Can be wild. Welcome to the Bad Movie Cult. What should we call it? A lost episode? Uh... Yeah, we're, we're redoing this because uh, we recorded this very early on uh, in, into our podcast adventure. And um, we lost it. It just went. Uh, Dom's computer uh, killed itself rather than suffer any more of this shit. <laughs> and um, we had to redo it. So without further ado, let's go back in time and review once again the 2010 <laughs> James Nguyen film Birdemic, Shock and Terror. So now you get a big payday with a big stock option, huh? Yeah, I earned it. All those big deals I did with NCT. And millions of dollars of revenues and sales. Well, you've done a great job, Rod. Meet Rod. Hi. A young software salesman on his way to achieving his Silicon Valley dream. I'm thinking about opening up a green tech company. Really? Meet Natalie, a beautiful young fashion model driven by passion. I remember you now. You were my English class. I was. Yeah. So how come you never made a pass at me in school? Throw true love into the equation and anything is possible. In other news today, the population of polar bears is declining rapidly. This morning, flocks of seagulls and crows were found dead in downtown San Jose and along Highway 101. Hey, I thought I told you to stand back. These birds are contaminated. The crows and seagulls also caused an accident on Highway 101. Authorities are investigating the cause of their death. Come on, let's get out of here. do something like that. I mean, why, why would they just attack? I don't know. Oh, I had headphones in listening to this, right? I watched this again. So thanks a lot, you computer. Fucking <laughs> break it. I watched this again, right, for this. And uh, I had headphones on. That noise, some fucking oh, oh man, <laughs> bird sound effects. <laughs> Thankfully, they're not in it for the majority of the film, yeah. nor are any birds whatsoever, which is very odd given the uh, the title. This this podcast probably be about two hours long. The first hour is just going to be that bird song. So <laughs> here we go. Actually, the first hour has just been me driving somewhere. <laughs> so, <laughs> won't, won't you welcome? Come along. Yeah, it's very sort of man off the hands of this, fate. This, this whole film, right? I mean, I'm, I'm guessing you'll have seen it out there. If 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 you haven't, do. But uh, get some drinks, get some friends. Don't watch it on your own. Don't put headphones in. Oh dear. <laughs> no, but um, it, it's 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 one of those staple uh, canon films of the bad film world. And rightly so. It's an absolute... Ab- 
abomination from start to finish. Nothing about this film is good except that it's bad. Yeah. That is the saving grace of the whole film, which is an irony in itself. That, mm. Yeah, it, it fails everything. It really does. The writing, the acting, the, the script, ev- every single thing. <laughs> the ed- editing, the sound quality. It's just all terrible. It's like, it's, it's as though they've tried, and I know they haven't, <laughs> it's as though they've tried to make a really, really incompetent film. And yep. if they had a tried it, they would have succeeded massively. But the fact that they didn't makes it succeed even more. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's amazing. Well, I mean, this was done on uh, a shoestring. It was uh, ten thousand dollars. This this whole film cost to make. I mean, it's it's pretty obvious that's yeah. the case. <laughs> Where's it gone? Oh. I don't know. I, I've never made a film, so fair enough to him for making a film and you know and, and all that stuff. But. Jesus, ten thousand dollars! You'd think you'd be able to get something right. Yeah, I mean, uh, this—the ten thousand dollars was was all of James Nguyen's own money that he put into this film. He um, <laughs> he worked as a, a salesman in Silicon Valley. It took four years to make. That's filming of seven months, and the rest of it trying to get it a, a distributor. <laughs> Do you know the inspirations? In a, in an interview I saw, he gave the inspirations for this film. Really, he had inspiration. Yeah, go on then. Uh, the birds. Oh, really? Alfred oh, wow! That, that's 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 not noticeable. Bad movie cult coming at you with all the crazy <laughs> trivia. <laughs> uh, an inconvenient truth. Really? Yes. Yes. Name checked. Apocalypse now. He went to the Sundance Film Festival, uh, handed out flyers from his van, and uh, his van had stuffed birds and paper signs all over them. Uh, the, the signs read birddemic.com. Uh, sorry, bydemic.com. No wind spell it wrong by accident. <laughs> it's the only film he's made. He can't even spell the title. <laughs> and uh, another one was, why did the eagles and vultures attack? No, why did the... I've read it wrong. Why did the eagles and vultures attacked? <laughs> There's no vultures in it. There's no actual eagles. He rented out a local bar at the Sundance Film Festival as well to show the film. So it wasn't to even drink the, himself to death. So it wasn't even at the festival. It was at a bar near the festival. <laughs> Eventually, through word of mouth, it got picked up by sites like uh, Bloody Disgusting, and uh, eventually picked up for distribution by Severin Films. <laughs> Bloody awful. <laughs> and here we are today talking about it. <laughs> what a fairy tale story. Yes, this will be the pinnacle of his uh, filmmaking career being yeah. discussed at length. Yeah, I saw him in interviews and stuff, and um, he's he was very, very serious about the, the political and... Um... <laughs> yeah, you can tell, because he never shuts up about it. Yeah. It's very different, isn't it, to say the other like personal wish piece, which was Miami Connection. Mm. It's uh, it's slightly different to that in tone. It's it's not overly different in the way they managed to go about it. But what what makes do you think the Miami Connection such a fun film and this so excruciating? I mean, this is fun in in numbers, but a Miami Connection's fun regardless, isn't it? I, I don't know. It's just because they seem to be having fun. 
Mm. And it's just such a positive thing. This is just not. Mm. Nobody's having fun. I don't <laughs> even know if anyone ever smiles in this film. <laughs> I think they might try to. I think they were probably told to by the director, but they just failed to be able to do that. I think Rod, the uh, main protagonist of the film, if he ever had a thought of his own, they would have sent him back to the lab for (laughs) recalibration. (laughs) Yeah, all right. Anyway, let's just get started then. uh, (laughs) Let's get straight on to Rod and his calibration needs. Well, to save money, it looks like they've got the opening from Manos, The Hands of Fate. Because it's just driving. Yeah, it, it's like it's a coastal town. It's panoramic. Uh, it's a car just driving. It's like five minutes solid. I think is it's 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 we're into the fifth minute before anyone speaks, and it's a Mustang, which I think is probably where his ten grand went. Yeah, <laughs> just renting a Mustang. Yeah, that's why it's in for so long, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, <laughs> it drives so slowly in case he damages it. And that, that music looping as well throughout oh, the it whole... Is terrible. You can hear it loop as well. Jesus Christ. see a sign for Half Moon Bay. This is where James Nguyen actually wrote the film. And uh, my first note is Rod can't even walk properly without looking like he's acting. <laughs> I really, he walks like Robocop. <laughs> where he walks just like concentrating on walking. And then his head moves. Then his body follows his head. He walks like Robocop if Robocop failed a mission for Carl Weathers' <laughs> police chief. <laughs> <laughs> which uh, we know how that is. <laughs> well, that's smart, I can tell you. Driven a long way to go for just a bike to eat, hasn't I've, it? I've written this later on because the, the two people that talk in this, neither of them are from where they are right now, which means they've travelled here <laughs> for something to eat, which, considering it's four minutes of him driving, and I don't think that's the full journey. Thank uh, fuck. What the, <laughs> I don't, why? It's uh, where, where does he go as well? He goes to some sort of uh, high street grill, which I think is the name of the restaurant as well. <laughs> Not even bothered to think of a place. Sound quality inside this cafe is fucking awful. Sorry, it's the main street grill. Oh. Just just get that in in case uh, in case they want to send us um, any like menus. <laughs> <laughs> yes, very very good, Ken. Good yeah, idea. yeah, you know, we'll take it if it's free. <laughs> <laughs> Story of our lives. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, it's a long way to go, but we'll film it every second of the way if we do. Yeah, as you said, this blonde, uh, she's. I couldn't understand <laughs> she, word she's, she's great. <laughs> she's great. She, <laughs> this is the first bit of dialogue, and it's just, hi. Really, <laughs> just like out of the blue. And uh, <laughs> gives him a menu and says, here's your menu. <laughs> yeah. This this is straight out of dark place, isn't it? This bit, yeah. Like the, the framing of her as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She she's like just at the bottom of this <laughs> of the frame with like a large space above her head. Yeah, and it's it's I don't know. He's he <laughs> she she shows him to his seat just by overly exaggerating, putting her hand out to the nearest seat to him. Yeah, but it's like the camera's him, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's like sit, and and then she says, "I'll be right back." And she's never in the film again. She never, ever comes back. Which is good. (laughs) So she wasn't the best. 
Someone catches his eye here. Um, I'd like to think that Rod, when Rod's looking at her, it's like you know, like Terminator when he's sizing up the biker in Terminator Two. I feel like that's what he's doing. I've written that later on when he does it. Yeah. Um, he stares at her forever. Like yeah, he doesn't look it's, away. It's he doesn't a good blink. twenty seconds of just staring at this girl doing nothing. She's not eating either. She's pretending to eat, but she never actually does eat. She's kind of almost talking to herself. Yeah, because her mouth's moving, but she's not eating. And uh, she's she's a, a beautiful blonde lady. Uh, Rod's staring at her because that will impress her. Um, <laughs> and then she just gets up and walks straight past him, doesn't even glance at him whilst he <laughs> stares at her all the way. And then <laughs> some sort of longing, creepy school kid. Yeah, and then taking his chance, he darts out of the restaurant following her. Yeah, I mean, I'd like to think that that the uh, the waitress came back and was just like and just carried on as if he was still there. <laughs> Are you ready to order now, sir? Because <laughs> I think she was a cyborg as well. <laughs> I don't think anyone in this is real. Yeah, yeah. she was made in Taiwan. That one, I don't even know what the <laughs> accent is that she's supposed to be doing. Anyway, yeah. So she said oh, she'd be right back, but when she got back, he was gone. What kind of what kind of way to live is that? He asks her, he, when, he, when he catches up with her, he asks oh. her. <laughs> well, before he does, he stares at her just walking off yeah. for another 20 seconds. We just see her walking up the street while he does nothing whatsoever. And then the music in the background is dun, da 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 dun. And then he decides he will follow her after all, because that's not as creepy as just staring at her across a room. So he does, he he. He chases her up the road. <laughs> <laughs> and then he stops her. She turns around and he's like, I need your clothes. <laughs> Sarah Connor. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, it'd be less weird if he did that. Because what he says is uh, he, he he grabs her. No, he doesn't grab her. Okay, sorry. He taps her on the shoulder. I should think so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he then says, sorry, I didn't mean to bother you. <laughs> and then doesn't say anything else. <laughs> and then she she actually prompts him and says, "What?" <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because he has bothered her, but he's given no reason for it. And yeah. uh, as it turns out, the reason's quite boring. He says, "I think I know you," and uh, she says, "Nah, <laughs> doubt it." And he says, "Yeah, you went to school once." And she says, "I bloody did, yeah." Yeah. Yeah. And he says, Me too. Sat behind you. She was like, Fuck you, no. So I was made in the factory <laughs> next to the school. Excuse me, miss. Yes? I don't mean to bother you. What? I think I know you from somewhere. Really? Yeah. Did you go to San Mateo High School? Yeah. How'd you know that? I went there too. So are you from here? Not really. My mother lives up here, but I'm from San Francisco. What about you? San Jose. I remember you now. You were my English class. I was. Yeah, I sat two seats behind you. You remember that far. Yeah. So, uh, what do you do? Uh, I'm a fashion model. And a beautiful one, too. She leaves again, doesn't she? Yeah, yeah, she's, oh, well, nice to see you anyway. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> and he watches her again, and then, yet again, runs, runs after her. Somehow... Gets her number. I mean, Jesus. I, I like it because uh, she, he, he does it again and she's like, oh, hello again. 
It's just like, <laughs> it's, just, it's just a minute ago. <laughs> it's not even like it was uh, like next day or anything. It's it's like uh, gamers out there. You know when you you talk to like a a non playable character, an NPC in in a game, and then you walk off and then talk to it again, and then it yeah. just is like <laughs> they just recognize you again. Yeah, it's exactly like that. Yeah, um, I, I like his look, Rod. He's got he's got the polo shirt tucked into his trousers. Mm-hmm. It's it's a good. He's a, he's obviously a bad boy. <laughs> he says, "Can we keep in contact?" And he says, oh, "Yeah, sure. <laughs> Why not?" <laughs> I mean, we went to school together, didn't we, all those years ago? <laughs> you remember me? I've got not a clue who you are. Looking at the news channel that Rod's watching, Jesus age Christ! <laughs> this is the same. It's like the news reporter sat at a tiny desk. With a screen behind her that's massive, she's mm. like only a tiny piece of this like like screen. And Can you see it from like the shoulders up? Yeah, there? And, and what an incredible story she's got! It's uh, it's the scoop of the year. Yeah, she over-explains absolutely everything she's talking <laughs> about. I've got it written here. She says, "This morning, flocks of seagulls and crows were found dead in downtown San Jose and along Highway 101." The crows and seagulls also caused an accident on Highway 101 near the 1st Street exit. Authorities are investigating the cause of their death. In other news today, the population of polar bears is declining rapidly due to the melting of sea ice in the Arctic. As the sea ice melts, the polar bears are forced to move farther north. Although some have survived, many have died from starvation due to the difficulty of finding enough food such as seals. (laughs) <laughs> the wow. delivery is absolutely wow. brilliant what, a, what an interesting insight into the life of a polar bear yeah and that's the first sign of our pro-environmentalism and i, th- I think like continuing this this is why we've got so many goddamn shots of cars driving everywhere you know, don't you see people we're driving everywhere we're driving to half moon bay for lunch <laughs> for god's sake <laughs> well, that was him he's doing that it's not it's us. you, Ron. <laughs> Rod. Rod, whatever. It's not us, is it? <laughs> I can't be blamed for him having to go to lunch elsewhere. Hello, I'm Rod, and I drive a Mustang to Half Moon Bay to go and sit and look at women. Yeah, to stare at women. I like that we get a, a nice shot of uh, the gas prices as he's filling up. Yeah, he he, um, he then leaves his house. He, he turns off his TV. He's actually sat very, very close to his TV whilst he's eating breakfast, watching the news, and then he picks up his remote control to turn it off, even though he's close, he can just turn it off by hand. Don't you see people? Yeah, that's Don't what I see? thought. I thought, you know, batteries, you've got batteries in that remote control rod. Don't you think about the world, the environment? Is There is no planet B, I believe, is the phrase. Yeah. <laughs> Something. I don't know. And then he's left it on standby mode. Yeah, he has, exactly. Christ. You could just turn the whole thing off. Yeah. Anyway, when he does set out, the music plays like some sort of uh, old western film, like he's just heading out onto the trail, <laughs> no, just to run some cattle. <laughs> but he's just getting in his Mustang and uh, driving very slowly. A buttery morning glows. <laughs> That's all you hear. <laughs> There's a nice voiceover. I have a horse. I have a ranch. <laughs> I have a farm. <laughs> I have a dream. <laughs> I have a girl. I have a robotic law enforcement officer. <laughs> Gold iron. Barrett Cold Iron. You fire me and I'll make more noise than two skeletons making love in a tin coffin, brother. We're basically watching a man's commute to work. Got him getting out of his car, locking it, watching him walk from his car to the door. 
<laughs> people getting annoyed because he walks so slow. There's a there's an extra that's behind Ron who walks more naturally than than Rod does. <laughs> Not Ron, Rod. I'm almost certain he doesn't know he's in a film. That's why that bloke is <laughs> just going to work. <laughs> he's just turned up at work and thinking, who's this slow walking idiot in front of me? Yeah, he's on a call anyway, Rod. When he's finally there, he's in a little uh, little box cubicle, isn't he? That's yeah. that's where he works. He's got a headset on. And I can tell and, you, uh, I can tell why he's such a successful businessman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is just a, this is just one example of how incredible he is at his job. He says, "What does it take to win your business today?" Pause. It, he then actually says, "He says I'll give you that and a fifty percent discount." <laughs> you think, well, what? He's just literally told you the exact thing he wants. You you don't need the 50% discount. You've already given him the, a, a clean slate as to what do you want in order for you to sign. He's told you and you've offered him more, you idiot. Not only that, but 50% off. That's a ridiculous amount. That's probably not even covering the costs of whatever it is he does. <laughs> but still, he says, and can we sign that today? And we're agreed that's done. Thank you very much. Hangs up and shouts, "Woohoo!" Yeah, it's big a celebration. Nobody whatsoever, because nobody cares except one man. One man cares, <laughs> but he turns up afterwards. Yeah, he's not even there at the time. No. He just then walks in and says, "What?" He's like, "Hey, what's with all the noise over here?" It's uh, his best mate, and he's got a. He's telling him he's got a one million dollar sale. He's caught the big fish. Yeah, it should have been two million dollars, but yeah, exactly, he's just done the company out of a million dollars. Give him a million dollars off the price. <laughs> what a fucking idiot! What does it take to win your business today? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'll give you that and fifty percent discount. Can we close the deal today? Can I place your order today? Great, thanks. We appreciate your business. Woohoo! Hey, what's with all the noise? Caught the big fish. Yeah? How big was the sale? One million dollars. Awesome, man! Biggest sale of my career. I'm proud of you. Anyway, we cut into the audition for Natalie and... Uh... It seems to be getting done at the the local supermarket or something. It's, uh... <laughs> it's one hour snappy snaps. Yeah, it's... yeah, she's a fashion model. The most unglamorous shoot I've, I've ever you'll ever see on a film. But still, you know, I mean, she looks good. It's a bit odd the the, the stuff that she does dress in, like Japanese themes and a couple of them. But I tell you what, it's worked out well that because she's a Victoria's Secret model now after yeah. these pictures. <laughs> yeah, they want her as her cover girl. After getting photographs done at the local supermarket, <laughs> why wouldn't they choose her? Uh, we get the phone conversation, he rings her. This is full of chemistry. This is absolutely <laughs> tantalising, isn't it, this? Yeah. I, I like the fact that when she actually does say, oh, I've just clinched a, the biggest deal of my life, I'm going to be a Victoria's Secrets model, he says, I think you'll look great in that lingerie. <laughs> she says... Thanks. <laughs> it's a bit weird because that's like the first time they've met in years since school. She pretended she didn't know him and all that stuff. But still, you'll look nice in underwear. <laughs> I look forward to seeing that. <laughs> Thanks. 
Well, he invites her uh, to a Vietnamese restaurant anyway. <laughs> How about dinner to celebrate your success? <laughs> that was quick. That's what she says. And he says, I know a good Vietnamese restaurant. She goes, okay, see you there. <laughs> That's the end of the plan. <laughs> so whether she also knows a good Vietnamese restaurant, I don't know. I guess we'll find out. Maybe or- they've gone to two separate Vietnamese restaurants. <laughs> <laughs> or yeah. Oh, the one in Half Moon Bay. Okay, I'll be there, be there in three she, hours. Whether she just stays at home and he goes <laughs> to it because that's the only one he knows. Yeah, and that's the only way she could get him to hang the phone off. <laughs> yeah, she doesn't know it. Uh, we cut to them playing basketball, and Rod has... He looks this, like... This is, uh, by the way, this is Rod and his friends, who's not them not two yeah, playing yeah. basketball. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. Uh, Rod's never played basketball in his life, has he, this man? He looks... No, he's he does some... He's just shit, and he misses as well. They didn't even retake it, so he could put that in the basket. He yeah. just misses, and then goes, well, that's enough of that. Yeah. They mention, obviously, the heat wave in the winter time that's going on now. Yeah. What's that all about? We don't know. No, you got his mate double arm pumping, talking about sex. <laughs> yeah, which was fun. It was fun saying a date without a sex is a date wasted. Bloody rapist. <laughs> and then there's some mention about um, stock options. <laughs> yeah, if, if our company merges, we'll all be millionaires. Yeah, <laughs> cut. <laughs> that happens a lot, by the way. They just cut scenes and we go straight into another one. And the sound quality cuts as well. By the way, that's it's no. There's no silence in this. There's always background noise. Yeah. So when we change scene, we change to whatever was happening in the background of the next scene. Yeah, it's more news. Got the same same woman looking terrified. Talking about wildfires, followed by wildfire. Wildfire. Rod's, uh, he's chipping in with his grit. I mean, you know, he is driving everywhere and whatever, but he's, he's getting some solar panels put on his roof. That's right, because ding dong, who's there? It's this guy. <laughs> Hi, my name is Jerry Owens. I'm from Solar Power Accessories. Uh, we have an appointment today. He actually says, where are you going to put them? He says, I'll show you. He's like, it's your house. You decide. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it eventually whittles him down to 10, 10 grand. 50% off. Woo! <laughs> No, that guy does not do that because he's not an idiot. <laughs> he takes off like 5%. Yeah. <laughs> not half of it. It's a joke of a man. <laughs> Woohoo! Yeah, he's standing there. He's, he's got a single rose. We, we cut to his um, his date. <laughs> and he looks like a right gimp. Yeah, he really does. He's just stood outside a Vietnamese restaurant hoping she'll turn up. She's like so far away from him when he sees him. He just starts waving. Yeah. She she does. I mean, she waves back as well, which is weird. I, I don't really like people waving to each other unless they're not going to talk. Yeah, not for that long. No, it, 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 it seems. It seems you like might as well have used both hands. <laughs> You'd look no, no more stupid than that. The rose in his mouth, <laughs> twixt his butter. <laughs> Just seems like he's waving from the moment he sees it until she walks up to him, and that's like she's like across the street. <laughs> oh, we got a, a James Nguyen cameo. He's in the restaurant there. Is he? Yeah. Oh, Hello, I James. Oh, it must be a very good Vietnamese restaurant. Everyone's in it. Yeah, even James Nguyen. Holy shit, it's James Nguyen. Well, that's what they say when they, when they see him turn up. From Bidemica.com. <laughs> my, my note is that uh, this date uh, looks like a job interview. Oh, it's fucking awful, isn't it? It's it's Imagine small talk and then just imagine talking about how great you are instead. That's this. Yeah. 
Tell me about you. Tell me about your dream woman. He talks about his job for ages. He starts sort of whining. I'll, I'll tell you what he says. He says, sales fits my personality. Because <laughs> it was, cause it's fucking boring. Is that why, Rod? Is that why? Yeah, he starts sort of getting all whiny because she won't show him a, a photo. Yeah, he does. Yeah, yeah. Of uh, Is it Alex? Alex the cat. Alex, it turns out to be a cat. What, is that your boyfriend? Show me the picture. Show me. <laughs> yeah, he, just, he cries like that. And she just like slaps him across the face a few times with her wallet. I like his line where he says, so you're a cat's lover. <laughs> <laughs> no, just one. <laughs> yeah. she, she said, I'd, I'd have ten cats if I could. Well, why not? Then? Go on, then. Yeah. Who's <laughs> stopping you? Yeah, well, her mother. Oh, yeah. I like how her mum wants to do something else when she's just reached like the pinnacle of, of modelling. <laughs> she's a Victoria's Secret She wants model. to be a real estate agent. So why did you decide to go into sales? I like sales. It fits my personality. Started out as a software engineer. BS computer science. Software development was boring for me, and I felt that I was more of a sales and marketing type. So I switched to a high-tech sales career. Some of my friends say that my BS degree stands for bullshit because I was too much of a salesman and not enough engineer. Very funny. We get a scene of Natalie visiting her mom. Is that the day after? Uh, I think it is, yeah, because he says, can I come in? She says, no. He says, okay. (laughs) (laughs) At least he says, okay. Yeah, she says, no, I'm not that type of girl. And he's like, damn it. And then obviously a classic sign of of terrible movies and, and script writing is that Natalie and her mom just talk about stuff we've already seen. Yeah, it's it's a very very drastic cut as well, isn't it? That night to the next day. Yeah, her mom is one of the most impressive characters in it. She's totally needless. Mm. What a pointless character to have in this, and what an awful actor. <laughs> <laughs> Which I don't know if she's actually a real mom. She's not an actress. She does this thumbs up thing at the, at the end of the scene. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they talk about, oh, I've met a guy. Yay! And and does all that. I've also got a Victoria's Secrets thing, which I haven't told you, even though you're my mum. I just couldn't be bothered to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I've just achieved the greatest gig I'll ever get. But I've not told you for three days. I didn't think you'd be bothered. And she says something like, that's my girl or something. And, yeah, and, she, and, she does a lot of that, yeah. And, and puts her thumb up, and uh, James Nguyen leaves in. The obviously the, the end of the scene where they they stop doing it and they just start looking round. Yeah, woo! That's my girl. Thumbs up for ages. Thumbs up, still thumbs up. Okay, drop the thumbs down. Cut. <laughs> <laughs> it's like what? <laughs> just stood it. Imagine that. When I when I go visit my mom, I don't like non-stop talk to her, but. I don't just stay in the same room looking at each other. <laughs> What's that smile all about? I don't know what you're talking about, Mom. Oh, come on. I see it all over your face. <laughs> well, I didn't meet a guy. You're kidding. Oh, that's my girl. <laughs> he is great, Mom. You know we went to the same high school? Is that right? Yeah. Oh, that's my girl. <laughs> We had lunch over the weekend, and it was terrific, Mom. We hit it off right away. He's smart, and he's ambitious, and, you know, he's interested in what I have to say instead of trying to get something from me, so he's great. Oh, that's fantastic. Now, what does he do for a living? He's a software salesman. 
Oh, that's my girl! Oh, how's modeling going? It's great, Mom. I got a job with Victoria's Secret. <gasps> no way! Yeah. Are you serious? <laughs> oh, that's my girl! Oh, honey, you know, I've always been supportive of your modeling career. It's just such a tough business to be in. It is. Thank you, Mom. I'm well on my way. Well, listen, if, if things don't work out, it doesn't hurt to have a secure financial husband to support you. Or, you know, a real estate career to fall back on. Okay, Mom. Thanks. You've told me about a dozen times already, but you know I always love your advice. But actually, I gotta get going. I just wanted to drop by to say hi to you and to tell you all about my new gig. Well, does the gig pay well? Yes, it does. Oh, that's my girl! <laughs> uh, we cut to what I racistly thought was a massage parlor. Um, yeah, I did actually. Yeah. No, I did. It's a, it's it's got a um it's got a website on the wall mm. it's a, advertising a website and it was imaginepeace.com. Yeah. Yoko Ono's site. Yeah. Yeah, that comes in again a bit later on. And uh I don't know maybe this is racist then because there's a like Chinese Japanese <laughs> a girl. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it's the I uh, think it is. It's the best mate, isn't it? She's best mates with Natalie. Yeah. Yeah, it turns out that she she's the best friend of Natalie and she's the girlfriend of Rod's best friend. Yeah. So what the fuck are we doing with all this coincidence bullshit? Why don't we just have them meet? Yeah. Why have we had to do all of this to get to this point? Why don't they just say, oh, I've got a friend that, you know, might, might like to date your friend. We, why don't we set them up? Okay. There you go. That's half an hour saved. Have yeah. you gone through all of this? And what are the, again, what are the chances of this being the actual case? Why is she wearing a bathing suit? So this is why I thought it was a massage parlor or something. Yeah. I, I don't know. I think it's so it's not overly sexy. Well, they got that right. Yeah. Which <laughs> it wasn't. No. I think it's her name, Mike. <laughs> yes, I think so. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I thought so. That's odd, isn't it? Does she ring her? And she's like, what's it sound like I'm doing? Yeah. I'm with whatever his name was. I don't, I don't actually know. get his name. No. Uh, in bed. And she goes, oh, what? oh, uh. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, yeah. He he says, oh, oh, I know Rod, and uh, he said he just got a girlfriend called Natalie. What are the bloody chances of that? Yeah. He says, well, you know, not really that strong to be honest with you. So it won't happen. So why don't you just meet them as they should do instead of throwing all this coincidence rubbish in? Well, we cut to the the happiest business meeting ever. <laughs> <laughs> this um, this scene is available on YouTube just on its own. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like just one minute of the reaction to this meeting. <laughs> yeah. We've got applause. There's like chair humping. Someone's he, just humping a chair. Yeah, he, uh, he, he introduced the CEO of the uh, the company. The boss does. We don't know who the boss is, but he's, the CEO turns up anyway, and uh, he says. We've announced the acquisition of the company, which gives us some initials, NTC by uh, for $1 billion. <laughs> and everyone claps for a minute. But it's not a continuous minute. It stops and then restarts. More people clapping. Then it stops and it's the same people starting clapping again. Honestly, yeah. get on YouTube and just watch Birdemic clapping scene. Ladies and gentlemen, please help me give a warm welcome for our CEO, Bill Stark. Yeah. 
Ladies and gentlemen, I have some great news. Our board of directors has agreed to the acquisition of NCT Software by Oracle Corporation for a billion dollars. You guys have worked hard and you've all earned your stock option. Congratulations! We get a double date anyway. Yeah, he says, he says, yeah, guess what? My girlfriend knows your girlfriend and we're going on a double date. He says, well, that sounds like it could be fun, <laughs> which it won't be. And no. It, it wasn't. They get to go to the cinema and they get to watch An Inconvenient Truth. Mm. What a fantastic date movie. Yeah, and, and uh, Rod says, that was a great movie, An Inconvenient Truth. Just in case we weren't sure about which film it was, because they're not at a cinema. They're just walking across a car park, so there's no way we'd have known. Yeah. We didn't even film, like, just a billboard telling you the name of the film. <laughs> you just had to say it out loud. We couldn't afford the rights to the poster. Thankfully, um, the idiot friend agrees and says that he will immediately buy a new hybrid car. <laughs> yeah, he's not doing petrol anymore. <laughs> the hell with that. And uh, meet Mike... The uh, Mike's uh, Nick's girlfriend, Mike. She's uh, she's wearing the, the the poster from her bedroom as a t-shirt. Yes, yes, you see, she's still got imaginepeace dot com written on her, her breasts. Yeah, I've put. They've got to get back to work, sensual work. Mm, it's, whoa, okay, bye. And then they just leave again. So their entire double date was sitting in a documentary film for two hours and then just going home. You crazy bastards. That is absolutely <laughs> incredible. What is it? Yeah. Well, that sounds like it could be fun. No. No, it <laughs> won't be. This no. is what we'll do. No, it wasn't. Yeah. Anyway, the, that's the end of that bit as well. That's, they just wanted to get the name of an inconvenient truth in, I guess. How far into the film are we? Where's the, all the fucking shock and terror? Oh, there's none yet. Right. We've got, we've got a good a good hour. <laughs> 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 no, I, I did write down when they came in. There's no birds as yet. Uh, yeah, we get a solar panel presentation now. Speaking of shock and terror, a chance to see Rod live in action in a presentation setting. It's got to be exciting for someone like you, Ken, a, a young entrepreneur. That's right, yeah. And it, it's, uh, it opened my eyes to the, uh, the hard-hitting, cutting edge of the business world. Uh, on, the, on the slide that he's got on the screen, it says, Solar Panels. <laughs> you know, so he's not he's not messing about. He's he's telling them exactly what they're all there for, and, and then uh, arrows pointing to it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and then he just mentions them a lot. Everyone else is using silicon based stuff. I'll be using nano technology, <laughs> and that's why that's why they're charging four dollars per something, and I'll be charging three cents. You know, so I'm good. They're bad. What about it then? Anyone? 
And it works. It works an absolute treat. They say, how much money do you want, you son of a bitch? And he says, I don't know, $10 million. (laughs) And they say, this is cutting-edge green tech. (laughs) You got a deal, buddy. You got the deal, buddy. You got the deal. (laughs) Let's sign this $10 million. Woo! Yeah! (laughs) Woo! (laughs) But uh, Rod gives them 50% off, so they only give him five. (laughs) So... A three kilowatt mass solar nano based solar power system would probably cost around three to five hundred dollars. At this price, everyone can afford solar power for their home or businesses. With these panels, solar power will be available and affordable for everyone. No need for leasing or financing an expensive $20,000 silicon based solar panel. Is there a patent? Yes, Mass Solar owns the patent to this technology. So, how much funding are you requesting? $10 million. Guys, this is revolutionary green tech. We're going to fund you. Awesome. So, that's how easy that is. I don't know why people are so poor. Yeah, I know, yeah. (laughs) All they've got to do is just sell stuff. People give them $10 million. I know, it's great. And the best way to uh, celebrate a $10 million investment, <laughs> the only way I know how, is to go to the Half Moon Bay Art and Pumpkin Festival. I looked into this because there's a sign and it says it's the world's pumpkin capital. Mm. Well, if you Google world pumpkin capital, such as I did, <laughs> you'll find that that's in Illinois. Oh. Controversial, perhaps. And also there's a place in Texas that claims they're the pumpkin capital of the world. So what the hell is this Half Moon Bay talking about? I don't know. Maybe it's changed. There's a lot of time. A lot of time's passed. It's over 10 years. Maybe the pumpkin migration (laughs) has occurred. (laughs) (laughs) And it was in Half Moon Bay. Are you suggesting pumpkins migrate? I don't know. I'm not a doctor. (laughs) (laughs) Doesn't it say on the sign as well it's October? Yes. Yes. So what are they talking about? Heat, winter... It is winter, on. isn't it? October. It was autumn. Oh, yeah, it is, but I don't know. I'm, not, idiots, I'm not a meteorologist <laughs> either. <laughs> um, the um, pumpkin festival in Illinois is uh, September. Oh, yeah, amazing Google. <laughs> Any uh, Illinois fans out there, make sure you get yourself to the pumpkin festival in October. They know all about it. They must do. He says lovers on the moon. What the fuck's that? It's a It's a painting. They look at, right. and I'm guessing, I don't know, I'm guessing they must have known the artist because it's never mentioned again. No. It's just a picture of the sun and the moon kissing each other. And he says, lovers on the moon. She goes, yes. And that's it. <laughs> yeah, and that's it. It just cuts into them d- bit of dialogue. Yeah, we got some pumpkin carving going on. It's got some giant pumpkins. Do you know that giant pumpkin that that guy was carving? I thought he was playing an organ. <laughs> well, he's just there. He's just there carving away. But it looks like he's just playing the organ, like the Phantom of the Opera. But it's a massive pumpkin organ. Oh, like the like uh, the guy from um, Blood Delirium. <laughs> <laughs> Could well be. He could have painted Lovers on the Moon. <laughs> Charles Saint-Simon. <laughs> yeah, he would have called it Lovers. Burn it! Burn it to the wind! Oh no, scatter the ashes to the wind! <laughs> He'd have called it Lovers shitting into the, the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> which is not really the ecological message he wants. <laughs> no, which might be the film pitch, to be honest. 
<laughs> That's good, because I forgot what it was originally. <laughs> How am I supposed to paint with you bursting in here, Herman? Oh my god, this beach walk. Jesus It's Christ. windy as shit. You can't hear a damn thing. It's so windy on this beach. Why have they not just done this vocal afterwards? Why have they not re-recorded any of this? I don't know. It's and incredible. It, lo- it looks freezing. It looks horrible to be out there. Yeah, their hair's fucking flying all over the place. <laughs> you know, people flying past. The, the scene gets cut like mid-sentence, yeah. whatever the hell they're saying. Windbreakers just flying off, attacking people on the beach. Yeah. No no idea what they're talking about. It doesn't really matter. They Honestly, it's, it really is another no-point dialogue scene. Yeah, and we're 40 minutes in at this point, and this is where we find a dead bird. Just on the, <laughs> yeah, they they walk straight up to it and just look at it. It's not it's not a real dead bird either, by the way. That's still not a real bird. No, it's just a CGI dead bird. Yeah, or one they've like made, just put feathers on something, and then just put it on the fucking ground. <laughs> and he says, "Don't touch it." Like she was going to, she was just going to get on top of it and start rolling around. <laughs> it could be contagious. She starts crying, does she? Looks like she starts crying a little yeah, bit. I, I think she's just realised what the hell's going on. <laughs> what film she's <laughs> yeah. in. Oh, God, you, I mean, if you if you went on a date with a girl and she saw a dead bird on the beach and she started crying, you'd be like, ah, right, it's mental. Fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, oh, fuck. Yeah, I won't be able to speak at all in front of her. <laughs> I won't be able to tell her anything I'm thinking. I won't be able to ever watch a film with her. It's like, oh, Jesus. Yeah, exactly. That would be an absolute nightmare, wouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> remember remember at work where the, uh, a girl told a story about seeing a disabled boy <laughs> with some shit on him. He was covered in shit. Was that me she told that to? (laughs) She didn't tell me. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not sure what I'd have done. (laughs) I just laughed in her face. Yeah, there was a a woman who um, who came in very, very upset one day at work. So I had to go over and see if she was okay. And she told me the harrowing story of a, a small disabled boy she saw... As she was dropping her own children off at school, this young disabled boy was there, covered in bird shit. (laughs) (laughs) Now, this woman was quite volatile back in the day, so I wasn't I didn't dare laugh. Covered in it. Covered in bird shit. (laughs) Like an old... Like an old gravestone. <laughs> like a discarded car. <laughs> like a weather vane on a church roof. <laughs> so I nearly gave myself a hernia, not laughing. Um, didn't actually say anything to her and walked off. Oh. Immediately went over to Ken and started crying with laughter, as did he. There's no way she didn't know what the fuck was going on. Oh, I feel sorry for him, though. I hope he was okay. Yeah, maybe it was a statue. <laughs> not much context to the story. <laughs> yeah. Not really sure. Not really sure what was going on. Maybe it was, you know, those little disabled but money boxes. <laughs> it was one of them. <laughs> anyway, yeah, but back to this, yeah. Yeah, let, let's go meet Natalie's mum. 
Yeah, we get a recap again of the stuff we, we know already. She worked at a jewellery store for 30 years, and sometimes she misses going back to open up the jewellery store, but she does enjoy her retirement, enjoying travel and uh, shopping and just watching TV. You think, well, this is all incredible. Thanks for sharing all of this with us. Yeah, we should hook her up with Lance from Valentine. Remember the, <laughs> the young lad? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, honestly, she tells us everything that she enjoys, then tells Rod that he's a great guy and uh, that she's proud of her daughter and uh, so on. Yep. True to form as well. The last shot of that <laughs> yeah, is... them sitting in silence. <laughs> Staring at each other. <laughs> yeah, I've written that as well, yeah. Then they just sit there. Uh, we get a, Is it a totally empty bar next? Yes, now we're off to an Irish bar. You know, those crazy Irish bars, those theme bars where everyone's just crazy. Well, there's nobody else in it. So it's just these two. And uh, the guy goes up, which I, I've got to assume he owns the bar. Mm. Otherwise, why is he in it? Yeah. He just says, you, here's your drinks. Do you know what you want to eat yet? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy. <laughs> yeah, and then he leaves. There's the line, I'm so lonely until now. Yeah. Yeah, this is Rod. That's not the barman. <laughs> it's not open up. <laughs> That'd have been a weird advert for the bar, wouldn't it? Yeah, he, he tells her about his stock options. Yeah, we have a little recap of how successful Rod is from Rod, who just keeps on telling us how great he's doing. I think they're two dates in and she already tells him how much she trusts him. Mm. She trusts him so much. Too much. Too much. Yeah. Yeah, way too much. <laughs> That's what he says. Yeah. That's too much. And then after the stock options chat, riveting stuff, we get uh, we get the song. <laughs> uh, yeah, here comes the song, ladies and gentlemen. A full song as well about <laughs> about just having a barbecue. I think it's it's like it's like an orgy at a family barbecue <laughs> yeah, I think or something. It is, yeah. It's fucking horrible. Yeah. We got some. We got uh, some black guy. Looks like uh, what's his name after bloody WWE. Biggie Langston. Yeah, that's him. Yeah, yeah it does look like Biggie, yeah. <laughs> that's the fella. Yeah, he's singing Hanging Out. Hanging out with my family. <laughs> throwing ourselves a party. <laughs> yeah, that's what he's all about. Fucking hell, that song's awful. Yeah, he's loving it. He's telling us what happens when he has a party at his family's house. In great detail. <laughs> I'm just looking at YouTube here at the... The vid- there is obviously a video just of the song, and the comments are pretty much everyone just quoting lyrics. <laughs> We've got Big Mama's in the kitchen. Everybody's wishing she's fixing that favorite dish. <laughs> like long nice. pause. Hanging out with my family. 
is a party. Okay, now. <laughs> yeah, let's do it again. <laughs> All the time during this, of course, um, they're dancing really, really badly. <laughs> they're just sort of like, they're the only ones there. Again. I was going to say, the they people... are still the only two people there. Barbecue, your grand's prancing around the fucking place. Yeah, are you gonna make sure nobody's glancing? <laughs> <laughs> Full time job if you're the grandma still prancing. <laughs> the grandma's stop, stopping incest at the barbecue, basically. Oh dear. Yeah, bit of dancing, bit of prancing, trying to stop that glancing. That's lyrics. That's lyrics, people. Big mama's in the kitchen. <laughs> That's quite an incredible. <laughs> Incredible song. <laughs> anyway, yeah, yeah, they're doing a really shit dance all the way through that. I'm assuming that's an original song by that guy. <laughs> Why would he be at the bar with two people? Yeah, it's just two people. He's, at least he's still giving his, his all. You know, yeah. at least he's not come out and thought, there's only two people, I'm not going to bother. He's still there, he's doing it. Another question I've got is, is afterwards, why do they rent a motel? Um, because they're in Half Moon Bay, where neither of them lives. Oh yeah, I'm guessing. <laughs> Fuck it, hell, they've right. gone back there, haven't they? Rod's got a sports vest and slacks on. <laughs> yeah, Natalie walks out of the bathroom. I'm assuming after having a shit, and maybe. Uh, oh, is this a Kenby Wild? Oh, it's not a. It's not a trivia fact. No, I'm guessing. But then I'm also thinking she wouldn't have had a shit. I've. <laughs> <laughs> She'd have had a shit at the Irish bar, wouldn't she? Yeah. Yeah. Public toilet could have blamed anyone on that. She ain't going to go back to the motel and have a shit. No. It's a date, for God's sake. Women of the bad movie cults. Uh, <laughs> do you shit on a date, before a date, during or after? <laughs> or all four. <laughs> <laughs> Depending on your diet. Yeah. By on a date, I mean literally on your date. <laughs> Cat boxing. <laughs> oh, sorry, sandboxing. Sandboxing, yeah. Sandboxing, indeed. <laughs> right in, let us know. <laughs> I'll add it to me files. Badmoviecultwithgmail.com Yeah, anyway, uh, I don't think she was having a shit on this occasion. Uh, I think she was having a, a rinse around the key areas. Um, <laughs> <laughs> ready, ready for some... Uh... Hot loving. <laughs> well, yeah, because Rod's ready. She's she's in her underwear. You know, he said that I think you'd look good in that lingerie. She didn't wear lingerie. It's just like underwear, just a bra and pants. Um, and she does look good. And Rod, he takes a good long look at that. And this is where I wrote down, like, Terminator sizing her up for like, stealing her underwear. Which <laughs> 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 would have been an odd thing if Terminator had done that. But, uh, yeah, he, he just looks her up and down. And he says these words that every lady wants to hear. You look fine. <laughs> and goes towards her. 
But he says it like that as though he couldn't think of a real nice uh, compliment. So he just says, fine. You just look okay. Just look all right. Good. Nice. Fine. Just hanging out. Hanging out. <laughs> That's what she does, yeah. <laughs> hanging with Rod and Natalie. <laughs> Rod's in a sports vest. He's wearing a slim fit. Natalie's in the bathroom having a shit. <laughs> hanging out. Hanging, hanging out. out. <laughs> hanging out in the bathroom having myself a shit. <laughs> oh, yeah. Grandma's on the phone. <laughs> Giving a thumbs up. Anyway, we get a nice... Why don't you be on the phone giving a thumbs up? That's a fucking pointless way of doing it, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, good She's point. FaceTiming. Yeah. <laughs> You're having a shit. You don't FaceTime. We're having a shit. <laughs> Ladies, uh, do you FaceTime us having a shit? And if so, how much do you charge? <laughs> Let Ken know. <laughs> I'll add it to my files. Badmoviecultgmail.com Uh... Yeah, we get no, uh, soundless shots of Half Moon Bay now for ages. I'm assuming we're... Are we, are we skipping over the uh, sexy, sexy scene? I prefer to. I mean, there's foot plays in there. There's... Yeah, yeah, they're just messing with each other's feet. Yeah. With each other's foot. They're exactly. not, 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 not like just tickling each other's feet. In... Just, their foot is... No, I forget it. Yeah, in it's the skipping. words of Kenby Wilde, how erotic. <laughs> <laughs> I can't really remember what that was about, but I remember you saying it. <laughs> I believe it was when Johnny Vegas says he used to go to a bar near him for an extra 50p. The barmaid would just dip a tit in your drink. <laughs> <laughs> and Alan Davis, he just said, well, how erotic. <laughs> how many of them she do in a night to make that worthwhile? Fucking hell. I don't know, probably a busy bar. He's constantly got a wet tit. <laughs> Some people have. Yeah, well, yeah. Uh, for, oh, this is the first sign of birds. Oh, thank fuck for that. Crash bombing, they're blowing stuff. They're literally hitting stuff and blowing up. <laughs> yeah, yeah we, we have a very, very quiet scene, as Dom kind of mentioned, <laughs> um, of just nothing at all. Just like the, the town, the coast, the street. And then all of a sudden, and it's so all of a sudden that, again, I do say do not watch this with headphones on, because all of a sudden, uh, it's like a Luftwaffe attack. It's just the sound effects of planes crashing and it's all, all <laughs> kinds of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> One for the kids. <laughs> 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 Yeah, and it's just birds, not even real ones. CGI, fake birds, cartoon birds, just hovering there, looking at you. Yeah. <laughs> Mocking you. And I can already say, like, my note is this sound is going to really piss me off. This is uh, 47 minutes into the film. We're, we've just hit the gone halfway of the film, and now it's the first time birds have attacked. And already I want them to leave. Yeah, and I was thinking, fucking hell, shut up. Yeah, we go outside the the motel. Um, are they like attached to the walls, or are they, they, they hovering? Just hovering, yeah. Jesus, age Christ! Which of course, birds can't do unless they're a hummingbird, and none of them are. Yeah, and that wouldn't be scary, would it? It'd be tiny. 
the CGI, I actually, because I actually actually like recheck what year this was made because this is 2010. The yeah, CGI is, is fucking awful. Yeah, I like the line, Rod. I think they're eagles. <laughs> uh, I think she says that. Yeah, she says that. I think they're eagles, and he says, "What in the world?" <laughs> Which is a perfectly natural reaction. Yeah. Yeah, and then they say, let's put the bed against the windows to stop them. And then we see uh, Natalie's buttocks. Rod puts his uh, his phone to his ear and then decides the battery's dead. <laughs> I like yeah. that. He, he tries he tries the uh, the motel phone. That doesn't work. Then he puts his phone and he says, what's going on? He says, well, I obviously forgot to charge it during the night. Yeah. She's still in her underwear, by the way, and Rod is still in his vest and trousers. So Damn if, right. if they did... If they did get up to shenanigans, they both immediately redressed. This is when we meet Ramsey and Becky. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Because he says, I think they're gone. He says, why are they attacking? He says, I don't know. So they leave the, <laughs> so they leave the room and just go and knock on someone else's door. Yeah. Fortunately, the first door they knock on, somebody's in it. But unfortunately, Rod has lost his car keys. Yeah. How the hell's he lost his car keys? <laughs> He's kept his bloody trousers on all night. Thing is, right? Why not just look for him? Yeah, exactly. You've been, been in a motel room. They're in there somewhere. Yeah, it's not that big. You know, that's expensive, is it? Considering you've just earned millions of dollars, you're in a like thirty dollar motel. Yeah, you've driven to the fucking motel, so it's they're around, <laughs> yeah, aren't so they? They are in that room. No one's stolen them because the fucking car's still there. So just look. Just look for him, Rod. Yeah. Anyway, no, he doesn't. Yeah, we get the uh, the, the the classic coat hanger scene now. This is fucking <laughs> ridiculous. Yeah, we'll need we'll need a weapon to protect ourselves. <laughs> so he gets some coat hangers. That is fucking. St- just unlock the door as well. Yeah, Good how, God! How um, how far away are they parked, and why? As far as we can tell, there's only the four of them staying at this motel. So why are they parked so far away that? They would need weapons to get to their vehicle. Bloody hell, Ramsey. Sort yourself out. You're a bloody idiot, Ramsey. Uh, they end up eventually getting in the van, but that lasts fucking forever, trying to get the... Waving the coat hangers yeah, at the... Yeah, I think um, I think Ramsey does appear to be punching nothing as well with a coat hanger in his, in his hand. Yeah. Which, again, the CGI is not good enough to be in the right place for that to be a bird. They get in the van, and uh, I mean, I can't hear any of the dialogue there. It's because the birds, aren't they? The birds are too loud. Yeah, but not not only that, but also the engine. You yeah. can't hear through <laughs> yeah, the fucking really stop, engine. Yeah. Jesus, if only it was electric. Hey, hey, James! <laughs> <laughs> they actually do also uh, have trouble getting in. The door won't open. Just like that. When does that ever happen? When does well, that happen in real life where you can't get in your own car even though you've got the keys? I'll tell you when. Cool cat. Daddy Derek. <laughs> <laughs> Safety first. <laughs> Thankfully, his window is open. Yeah. Uh, luckily, Ramsey as well is a is a gun nut. He's just... Yeah, yeah, that's never it's never addressed immediately, is it? As to why the hell have you got so many guns in your van? Yeah, why have you got a van <laughs> full of guns? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so I don't know. Is this the right guy to be going with? Well, I've lost my keys. If this was uh, taking place now, uh, Rod would have probably been like. What are you, a Donald Trump supporter or something? Oh, yes, it'd be a political reference, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah. People kill people, not guns, would be what Ramsey said. And then uh, there'd be like some sort of sticker on the screen. I don't know. 
Just hanging out. Hanging out. <laughs> I don't do politics, do I? I'm hanging not. out with Becky and Ramsey. <laughs> with the van of guns. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> we find some annoying little kids now. God damn, I hate these kids. Yeah, I hate these kids as well. They can't act. They don't give a shit. Basically, their, kid, their family's been killed, haven't yeah. they? Yeah, it's, it's on a busy road as well, so the traffic's still going past, ignoring <laughs> all of the uh, mortal terror that everybody must be feeling. Uh, it's still just a normal traffic, busy road. Everyone's just going about their business. The shock and terror of it all. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's not affected their, their their travel. No. But yeah, yeah, these kids turn up. Fucking are annoying as well. I've written their names down. The girl's called Susan, and the boy's called Tony. Two relatively modern kids' names. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Young Tony. Yeah, Tony's uh, Tony's stashed in the trunk, although we're not sure how he got in there. Uh, his dad's dead. Um, so is his <laughs> mum, probably. I don't, know, I don't know if we see her. Susan's under the vehicle. She's hiding under the car. Says, no, I don't want to get out. The birds will get me. It's oh, well, fuck you then. And then they leave her behind. She does die. <laughs> no, yeah. only joking. No, no, she does eventually just come out. They swap her with Rod. Rod stays behind <laughs> under the car. <laughs> he takes one for the two. Yeah, yeah. They they take the kids with them. There's lots of scenes of uh, shooting into the air now for the rest of the film. Yeah, some some of the some of the eagles are the same size as the van on occasion. Then they're not, and then they're further away, and then like they're they're up in the sky. They're firing a machine gun. They've got machine guns as well in the van. Uh, they're firing those aimlessly into the sky. Why don't you just wait for the birds to come closer so you can, like, kill one? Because I think one drops for every 30 rounds fired. They, they go get supp- uh, supplies and they have a picnic in silence. Yeah, it's um, it's it's weird that they're so scared of bird attacks that they are so so frequently out in the open. Yeah, they're out where, in the open more than they're not. Where, where birds can be. Yeah. Because they can't be in the van. Uh, although they did kill the shopkeeper, I'm almost certain they wouldn't be in the shop. Um, but still, let's go and sit outside and have a picnic. Do you know what they bring? Rod brings all the water. <laughs> yeah. There's six of them. <laughs> How many bottles of water are they going to drink each? <laughs> it's like a big multi-pack of water. Why do you just take one each? And they can carry themselves. The kids aren't carrying shit. Bloody moaning about everything. <laughs> they carry the fucking water. <laughs> anyway, yeah, he takes about 30 bottles of water with him. <laughs> Do you go for a picnic? <laughs> this this dialogue, though, is, look, there's an old man on the bridge. Oh, yes. And then we cut, and there is. There is. It's a, he's a scientist <laughs> going out for a walk. <laughs> Just standing on a bridge yeah. with a face mask on. Got some, some key things he talks about. He talks about bird flu virus. Yeah, yeah. This is actually quite vital to the plot, mm. uh, if there is one. And, um, yeah, he just, just tells us a lot of facts. Someone says, can we just talk about it at the picnic area? He says, no. Absolutely <laughs> <laughs> not. This is my bridge. I like how in the background you can see families on days out. Yeah, and I said there's a couple of crows. Where it's just like, these birds are attacking us. There's just some crows just walking past, just <laughs> on the ground. He actually does say, these birds... No, they're dead. <laughs> so we're not those specific birds. I mean, come on. Come on, scientist. Yeah, he talks for three minutes straight about global warming, this mm-hmm. scientist. Mm-hmm. And uh, they, they do ask him to, to join them, and he refuses. He says, I'm not worried about the blackbirds. Mm. They're not the dangerous animal. 
It's the human species. Son of a bitch. The human species need to quit playing cowboy with nature. <laughs> <laughs> Yeehaw! <laughs> then he goes on about spacemen or some shit. You should come with us. It's safer. I don't need any protection. I can take care of myself. I've got my truck and my trailer. Besides, I'm not worried about those blackbirds. They're not the dangerous animal. It's the human species that's dangerous, menacing, and terrifying animal. Because of his fossil fuel-related activities, he's causing global warming. It's killing life and Earth itself. It's the human species that needs to quit playing cowboy. Must act more like astronauts, spacemen, taking care of our spaceship. Well, nice meeting. Good luck. Yeah, I don't know what he's on about. Uh, he, he, fucks he, up he, anyway. he does mention astronauts, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah, and then he says, "Anyway, I'm fucking off back to me bridge. Gonna yeah. Stare at these dead birds for a bit. Okay, bye." Wait for the next lot of years to turn up so I can do the same shit. Yeah, and they say, okay, then see you later, bye. I don't and actually know where the hell they disappear to. Because I think Ramsey's... Well, well the, um, Becky needs a shit. Oh, is this the... I think you'll find this is the precursor to is somebody going to have a shit. Oh. Here's the dialogue. <laughs> <laughs> Where's Becky? She's taking a shit. Natalie's watching her back. That's real dialogue. That's real dialogue. That's real, 100% real dialogue. And then alarmingly quickly after that, he says, why can't we just give peace a chance? <laughs> <laughs> yes, because they hear the rumble of Becky's shit in the distance. <laughs> it's like an atomic bomb. No, uh, Becky doesn't actually have a shit. Oh, God, I, I thought we were going to about She's got the, the toilet roll. She's got the toilet roll. She's there. Natalie says that looks like a good spot to defecate all over. Yes. <laughs> and she says, okay, then that will. And before she even gets to undo her trousers to release the beast, she's attacked by an eagle, splashes her throat, she dies in the bush. <laughs> the end. Uh, Natalie runs back and says, Becky's been killed by an eagle. Obviously, um, Ramsey, sorry, you did, you did mention that Ramsey, he does say, uh, why can't we give peace a chance? That's also a literal quote. That's not just, <laughs> just paraphrasing uh, nonsense. Yeah. Yeah. He, sa- he says he was in... Uh, oh, yeah. He was a Marine, wasn't yeah. he? Yeah. Rod says, why aren't you a Marine anymore? <laughs> he says, because I got sick of the fucking killing in Iraq. Why can't we give peace a chance? <laughs> and then they just sort of look yeah. into the distance. And in the distance, there are cars going past just normal speed, just commuting to work, probably, you know. Everyone's just like, what the fuck's going on over there? Yeah. So is she having a shit? <laughs> I think she is, yeah. <laughs> I think she's going to. Everyone's got the hand on the alarm for Ken's, <laughs> did they have a shit? Yeah. Ramsey, he runs off to see Becky. He comes back and confirms she is dead. She's been killed by eagles. They're a dangerous band. Yeah. <laughs> Especially out in the desert. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's where they live. Yeah, we get it. Oh god, we get the bus scene next. Oh, the bus. Yeah, this bus uh, has got signs on it. Yeah, if you want to know the signs, yeah, the go. signs say it's uh, Cameron's Pub welcomes you to Half Moon Bay. Is what one of the uh, the signs says on this big red double decker bus, like a London bus from uh, good old UK. Uh, it also says. 
it's the world's only double-decker video game boss. So if you think you know of another one, you get in contact with, not us, Cameron. <laughs> I don't care. You speak to Cameron about this, okay? Because Cameron says it's the only one there is. It's a very niche market. I'll, yeah. give, I'll give him that. You know what I want to do on a bus? Play video games. Yeah. Well, I mean, Ramsey, because he's a Marine, you know, you'd think he'd, he'd be decent at saving people because there are people trapped on this bus, isn't there? Yeah, well, what they do, because obviously there are people on the bus and there are birds, uh, CGI birds near them. Uh, what they do is they open fire at the bus, um, even though there are people at the windows of the bus. Again, I think about two of them, two birds die, out mm. all of them. Then Ramsey goes, go, 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 total Rambo, nuts, and goes in saying, come on, let's go. And not one of them wants to be rescued. No, leave us here. <laughs> <laughs> but he's having none of it, the hero that he is. <laughs> yeah, gets himself and everyone else killed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's so, not me being like comedic he actually does no, everyone he, on the does. bus yeah yeah he's, he's like right everybody out no so he threatens to kill them all anyway unless they leave so they all leave and then uh, they die yes all of them even ramsey yeah it's like eagle piss yeah i think I, th- I don't know what it is one of them explodes and it's like eagle acid piss that was the name of our band wasn't it at one point <laughs> <laughs> yeah we had to change it didn't we yeah so the eagles wouldn't uh, sue us yeah yeah eagle acid piss <laughs> hey, those people on that bus are being attacked by those birds. Let's go save them. We can't, we have no room. It's full in here. They killed Becky. What if it was Natalie? Come on, guys, let's go. The birds are gone. No, they're not. They're not gone. They're going to kill us if we go out there. Come on, let's go. Right. I'm gonna go get those people. Cover me, okay? Okay. What? Come on, let's go! No! Come on! No! Let's go! No! 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 Don't go! If you go out there, they're gonna die! They're dead already! Yeah, you're right. So uh, Rod waits for Ramsey to die before saying he's going to save him. And uh, <laughs> Natalie says, I'll just leave him, he's dead. Yeah, so they drive off. Fair enough. They probably should have taken the gun, to be honest, but they decide not to and they just drive off. But I do like that they're driving at the speed limit. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, See, now I'm not sure. Again, whether that was a rented van, because every time they drive, it's at the speed limit. It's so slow, yeah. so painfully slow to watch even them escaping for their lives at like 30 kilometers an hour or whatever the hell they're doing. And they get to another another shop and a guy is in there as well, yeah, also still right. working. Yeah, he's still there. No, this is, uh, yeah, they leave with the kids, if you remember the kids are in the film. Yeah, they go, let's, let's, let's go. The eagles killed our friends. <laughs> he was like, I never liked them. 
<laughs> I prefer credence. And uh, I don't know what the hell the the shopkeeper's saying. All I do know that he's charging a hundred dollars for gas. Yeah, yeah. The phone the phone's dead. I think he says uh, the eagles have landed. Yeah, <laughs> they've cut out the phones. Not sure how, but uh, the gas is one hundred dollars. Rod says, "What? That's a rip off." And then pays the hundred dollars, mm-hmm. and then they get robbed instantly. Yeah, stop here for this man here. Okay, Rod says okay to every instruction he's given whilst driving. Yeah, <laughs> without even questioning any of it. <laughs> and this is another one. He says, hey, "Look, stop. Let's help this man." Okay, turns out this man is going to rob them for gas. Yeah, he's not forcing them to give it to him. He's forcing them to accept money. For the yeah, gas. Yeah, he says, I've only got fifty dollars. He says, Well sorry, sorry, we need it. And he pulls a gun and says, You're gonna sell me that gas <laughs> <laughs> And he says, Well I do actually have an extra tub in the back, which I didn't fill up at the station because he didn't. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, he, he he takes the gas anyway, and as he's walking back to his car, he's killed by the Eagles. <laughs> <laughs> he swoops again. Don Henley runs out of the uh <laughs> the bush <laughs> as he slices his throat. Yeah, he stumbles back just enough so he can land on the grass, not the not the road. <laughs> yeah, that would hurt. Yeah. Um and Rod just drives off without the gas or yeah, the gun. Yeah, just le- leaves everything again. He's <laughs> absolute bloody idiot that guy. He did have time to close the boot though. So he closed the boot but didn't take the gas. Yeah, well, that's that's life. There's a creek. They just say, "Oh, look, there's a creek. Pull over. We'll get some fresh water." Okay. It's like, we've got 50 bottles of this stuff in the car. <laughs> there's only fucking six of us, and now there's only four. Yeah. We've killed two of them. And this is where we see possibly the greatest character in the film. The long-haired peeper. He's got a wig on. I actually thought it was uh, Samurai Cop himself. Yeah. I thought he was out uh, undercover yeah. in, the, in the creek. I work at a startup company called NCT Software. Got the stock option. Hopefully... The company makes it big by being bought out or goes public. I'll exercise that stock option, cash out, and walk away with tons of cash. My Silicon Valley dream. I hope that happens for you. Thanks. Excuse me, miss. What's an all-American girl like you doing with a geek like this? He tells us about global warming. This is about five minutes. He does, yeah. He, he says, look, I live up there in that tree. And there's a uh, a shot of a CGI <laughs> tiny cardboard box in a tree. <laughs> I think, what? So like, oh, he's mental. Up there for? Then they hear a mountain lion as well. <laughs> the kid, the kids say, "Can we play in your treehouse?" He says, "Yeah, of course you can." He's like, "No, no, kids, come on, let's go, let's go." He's insane. Tom Hill's insane. Yeah, yeah. He talks about bark beetles. And uh, how normally they die in the winter, but because of global warming, it's not cold enough for them to die. So they're eating all the trees. And I love trees. I love them. Don't you see? Oh, stop it. Stop killing trees. My house is 90% tree. Yeah. And he says, oh, I hear a mountain lion. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) That's the end of him. Yeah, leaving them to die (laughs) at the hands of a mountain lion. I better get back up my tree. Why are you hiding in the trees? Well, this is my home. I live here. That's my house. You live in the tree? Sure do. So, you're a tree hugger? Ah, you could put it that way. I love trees. They're my family. I look out for them and protect these precious redwoods. So, can we play in your treehouse? Sure. 
Yes, that'll be fun. No way, it's too dangerous. The eagles might come there. Oh, they won't. You're very safe here in the forest. Haven't you noticed those eagles seem to be going after people in their cars and gas stations? Besides, it's not the eagle that I worry about. It's the dry drought weather that's killing these trees. There's not enough rain and water. Even worse, the spruce bark fields are eating these trees to death and turning them from green to red. Damn global warming. It's the cause of dry climate and bark beetles and death of the trees and forest. I can protect these trees against greedy lumber companies and bad campers who start forest wildfires, but it's impossible for me to defend them against global warming. I hear a mountain lion. I gotta get back to my house. You better get to your car. It was very nice meeting you. Cut to, uh, to Mike, um, the mate of Natalie. It looks like she lives in a lighthouse. Yeah, she just says, oh, look, there's her house over there. Oh, well, hang on a minute. Look, there's their car. And they, they, they were, obviously, I'm guessing they were on their way home because uh, they're both in their car. Uh, he's dead, whatever his name was. He's dead. She's not dead, but is very soon after they find them. Yeah. I don't know what she says. She says something like, uh, give peace a chance. Sorry about the Beatles. I don't know. Well, they split up a long time ago. <laughs> Yoko Ono reference. No one really gives a shit, do they, about that? About no, Mike? no, no. It's, it's one of those where it's like, oh, well. Oh, great. Now we've run out of gas. Yeah, it's like, well, that's your fucking fault. Yeah, you left is, the yeah. gas on the side of the road, yeah. you idiot. And then they sit in, and then there's silence again after he says it. <laughs> no, <laughs> we've run out of gas. Yeah. End of conversation. The kids are hungry. Yeah, again. Fucking hell, man. These kids, <laughs> honestly. Susan and Tony. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like some middle-aged couple out yeah. fucking skiing in Aspen. <laughs> Not two kids. Got to go to Susan and Tony's barbecue. Hanging out. Oh, yeah. Hanging out. <laughs> Hanging out with Susan and Tony. Big Tony. <laughs> i tell you what else. Um, what happens here is... Rod finally looks in the back of the van, which he hasn't done throughout the entire film. He says, oh, look, a fishing rod. And then he says, oh, look, a stove. (laughs) (laughs) After he says, oh, look, a fishing rod, he says, we could catch fish, which is true because that's what that's for. And then after he says, oh, look, a stove, he says, we could cook it. (laughs) (laughs) So what he's doing there, he's uh, showing that he's very aware of things and what they're for. So well done, Rod. Do you reckon he calls himself Fishing Rod when he goes fishing? <laughs> I'd imagine so. Yeah. yeah. She says good idea as well. So she she's just playing up to this as well. Yeah. There's no way he's going to become a better man. Anyway, so what we do then is we have a very very slow walk to the beach. Very slow. Just out in the open. All of them. Yeah. Very slowly walking to the beach, which is a downward coastal path. Can you even catch fish on the sea? The seashore, like the well, rod can fishing, yeah, yeah, <laughs> he can. If anyone can, rod can. I've never seen a fish that close to the the shore. It's just like the, his his line is just getting <laughs> pushed back <laughs> onto the beach constantly. <laughs> he he goes on on some rocks. He says, "I'll go fishing over there. You go get some seaweed." And then they walk off in different directions. We're like about 10 minutes away from each other at this point. They're just like walking off totally opposite ways. Yeah. He's stood on the rocks. He actually looks like he's having a piss, to be honest, in his silhouette. <laughs> he just looks like he's pissing into the sea. Turns out he is fishing. 
He does. He catches a big fucking fish. I don't know what bait he used. No, and and it looks freezing again, doesn't it, on this beach? Maybe but he used a child's toe. <laughs> he says, <laughs> "Which one? Big toe." Oh yeah. Oh, sorry, which child? Tony hanging out. <laughs> he says, uh, "I've got a fish," and Natalie says, "I've got some seaweed," and then he says, "I'll go and get the stove, and we can cook it." It's like, well, you haven't brought the fucking stove with you. (laughs) (laughs) You fucking idiots. Why don't you go back to the car and cook the stuff there? Because then, if anything happens, you won't have to run all the way back up to the car. Yeah. But no, no, he goes to get the stove, brings it all the way back. Thankfully, we don't get to see that walk either way. That, That walk doesn't happen. I like how they cook this fish as well. They just—they don't cut the head off. They don't get the, the guts out. They boil some water and just throw it in there. Yeah, exactly. Boiled that, fish. I think that is how you cook fish. Just boiled. I'm no chef. No. I'll, I'll admit that. But I think so. Rod eats the eyes, the head, <laughs> and the, yeah, the tail. And, and just the tail. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Kids say, I want a happy meal. Fucking Yeah, hell. exactly. Little, he says, I'll just eat the fucking stuff. And the other one goes, yeah, I want a happy meal as well. I say, fuck off, there are no happy meals. I'm in the fucking beach. Yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> They're like, descale it. It's just in with the seaweed. <laughs> <laughs> fucking hell. I'm just eating seaweed. Yeah. Anyway. Um, shit. It's the eagles. <laughs> How Rod sprints away from all of them and just legs it. He doesn't stop to, you know, just in case they get attacked. See, now this is exactly why they should have been eating it in the car. Yeah. I've said this. Why are they, why are they always out in the open? Yeah. That's where birds are. Again, I'm no ornithologist. Well said. Ornithologist. I've come to accept that now. <laughs> I think a lot of this is me saying things I'm not. Yes. When will I ever recover and just tell you what I actually am? Well, we get some shooting from the van. Lots of it. Until, oh, we're out of bullets now as well. For fuck's sake, Rod. There's at least four birds in the sky. Yeah. Fucking surrounded. <laughs> He's shooting about a hundred rounds of uh, machine gun into the air. <laughs> just wait until they're on the bloody car. Yeah. And we get some other birds turn up. and um... Yeah, there's a dive bomb. Suicide bird that smashes into the windscreen of the car. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only one that does it. Yeah. The rest of them was like, fucking hell, what's he doing? Yeah, you know, what, actually. <laughs> I thought, Jesus Christ, what's up with him? And for anyone wondering, it was uh, the eagle that dive bomb was Joe Walsh, so RIP Joe. <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah, so they all fly off. They fly off toward, you know, out to sea, and uh, we get a power pose from Rod. I think um, the the birds that arrive, I I've written down the doves. Nice, the doves of peace. Yeah, you know, because we've been imagining peace. We've been thinking peace a chance. Mm-hmm. Doves are the birds of peace. I'm guessing they're doves. Well, James Nguyen said that the birds leave because they wanted to have peace and give humans a second chance. So, just at this point, yes. After killing however many. Yes. That's nice of them. Thank you, birds. Yes. Yeah, we get a power pose from Rod. <laughs> I've actually said thank you, birds, a lot yeah. in my life. <laughs> <laughs> and we get a shot that just lasts forever. It does as well, yeah. 
Some say they're still there now. Yes. Just standing there on the beach. And there's a last line that you can't hear because of the ocean. <laughs> the sounds of the ocean. Yeah. I think Natalie says, I wonder why they stopped attacking. And James Nguyen says, hi, I'm James Nguyen. He just appears <laughs> let me tell you. Him. Let me tell you the answer to that question. Great question, Natalie. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, James Nguyen, director of the film Birdemic. <laughs> and I'm here to tell you. Uh, no, uh, I don't think that's ever answered. I don't think anybody bothers to even acknowledge the question. But what they do is they stand and just look at the sea yeah. for the entire credit sequence. And it's not a freeze frame. There's nothing at all. They are literally just standing there looking at the sea. Yeah, and uh, the birds don't get smaller. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> They're just above them, flapping their wings. Yeah. Interesting to notice all the credits. Um, the actors did a lot of the, the crew jobs on, on, the, uh, on the film, so he filled the credits with loads of fake names uh, in order to put more, you know, for it to appear more sort of legitimate. Wow. Yeah. So they had to just stand still on the beach for longer <laughs> yes. just because he made up some people that helped. Yep. I've written Richard Band down. Why? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Do you know I've written down who's listed third in the, the cast list? Go on. Tippy Hedron. Oh, yes. Uh, Tippy Hedron was in the scene just before, uh, when, when he looks her up and down in the motel. Yeah. Uh, he looks her up and down in the ho- in the motel, and he's got the TV on, and I believe it's a film with Tippy Hedron in it. Yes. Uh, uh, Jack and Ju- Julie. Jack and Julie, not Jack and Julie. Yeah, Julie and Jack, and obviously Tippy Hendren was in The Birds. Yes, the film. So that's why. But yeah, she's in. Uh, she's not even in the film. She's just on the TV, and she's listed third. Yeah, she gets a credit. She's billed third <laughs> on this film. <laughs> yeah, I've got no idea why I've got Richard Band written down. So you know, I've got him written down for a reason. I must have. The music is credited to Andrew Sager, but the end credit lists a variety of music sources. There are three tracks listed that were composed by Richard Band. Ordinary Soldier, sorry, Ordinary Day, Soldier On, and Striking Distance. What about Hanging Out? That's Biggie, The New Day. (laughs) (laughs) Just hanging out, hanging out, hanging out with the family, having ourselves a party. And uh, that's the end of the film, Ken. What do you reckon? Third demo. It's an awful film, isn't it? It's a really, really bad film. It's 100% everything that could go wrong goes wrong, but it's great. Yeah. If you're watching it, knowing it's going to be terrible, it's just amazing how terrible it really is. Where does it rank alongside the stuff we've already covered in the room and things like that? Um, I don't know. I think just purely for the production quality of it, the sound quality of it, every, everything basically about making a film. Right. It's, yeah, <laughs> it's awful. And I think it, it's it's got to be top top ten 
might even be pushing top five. Really? Of terrible films, yeah. Yeah, I, I really do. I, th- I, th- I think it's got to be. Um, when you mentioned Miami Connection, I wouldn't say that is in the top five of bad films because mm. it's just so bloody enjoyable. It's got enthusiasm. It's got like it's got music. It's got fighting. It's got guns. It's got something happens at least. You know, it's like stuff that can take your mind off how bad it really is. This has got nothing to take your mind off how bad it is. You're concentrating on how bad it is all the way through. Yeah, and there's no there's no distraction to it. It's just solidly bad. We haven't really covered too many like heavy hitting bad films. We we did Manos as the second episode. This is really one of the first times we've done something that's like a lot of people recognise as being one of the worst films ever made. <laughs> and rightfully so. Yeah. How are you feeling about it? Do you reckon? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if we'll be deep diving quite uh, into that that load of films just yet. You know, it's nice to cover a, a heavy hitter. You know, once in a while. <laughs> this one hit, hits heavy, but. It shit's heavier. Yeah, was that Becky you're talking about? Yeah, well, if only, if only she got. Imagine that getting killed by Don Henley whilst almost having a shit. Some people pay good money for that. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of uh, heavy shit, anyway, let's uh, let's move on to the film pitch. It's alive! It's alive! It's alive! Okay, so the first time we did this. I actually think I had notes for a film pitch because it was one of the early ones, so I actually wrote stuff down, and I cannot remember what I wrote down. But I think I can remember the general idea, and I'm going to give it to you here. And the title of the film is Sloths. Okay. Yeah. I, th- I think I remember this. Yeah, yeah so I, I can't remember the exact details, so we're just going to have to just brainstorm on this one again. However, I think the, 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 main, the main point of it was we've got sloths who are military-controlled. Right. <laughs> or weaponized sloths. Right. And I'm not sure whether they were military, to be honest. I think we called the military in. Um, it, it's an ecological film about kill, uh, rainforests. Yeah, I'm sure. I, oh, I did loads of bloody research for this. <laughs> <laughs> and when I say loads, I think it was just look where sloth live. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to do that again, and uh, I think I'll catch up pretty quick. Sloths, oh, those images. Oh, they're cute. <laughs> um, where do they live? Central and South America. That's it. Yeah. So uh, we're we're based over there. So yeah, we've got a, we've got a flight in in mind. We're going to head over to you choose Central or South. Central. Nice one. We're there, and the sloths are leaving the rainforests because of man's meddling, but they've also become explosive <laughs> due to um, acid rain. Nice. Caused by man again. There's no end to our messing with nature. Is the element of surprise uh, an issue with sloths? <laughs> no, because they move that slow, you don't even see them. Right. No. I mean, they're quite big, aren't they, sloths? Yeah, but, you know. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> you see one crawling up to you. Yeah, but if you see that one, there's about three others that you don't see. Yeah. Because they're, like, further away. Right. 
And so, who who's the protagonist in this? Um, We've got um, some sort of conservationist or something. Yes, yes, we have. Uh, he's played by um, Nicholas Cage. Yep. Okay. He loves sloths. Right. He's got a tattoo of one. Very good. <laughs> On his inner thigh. Yeah. What's his name? Um, I've got it. Go on then. Nicholas Cage is playing a conservationist, uh, green, you know, what's, what are they called? Eco warriors. Yeah. Perry Gibraltar. I like it. I like it. Yeah. I'm going to start writing this down. In case we lose this episode, we've got to do it all again. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking third time. He's a real cool cat. He's a... Uh... Does he like cats as well? No, hates cats. <laughs> he's the com- one animal he will not save. <laughs> no, he's a he's a complex character. <laughs> you know, d- doesn't play by the rules. He's a he's a maverick. Um, he's a he's one of the forest wardens. Yes, yeah, forest so, wardens in the rainforest. Yes, of course. Yeah, in Central America. Yeah, of course you do. Who else is going to look after the rainforests? Perry Gibraltar. Exactly. Who are you going to call? Perry Gibraltar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Can he have his mullet from uh, Con Air? Yes. Thank you. Yes. Yeah, and he's got a he's got a little sidekick, a little like um, maybe like an African, you know, comic um, relief character. Oh, I don't know. Can we can we do that? I don't see why not. Okay. Can it be him from uh, Different Strokes? He's dead. Hmm. Maybe, what about... Um... Cuba Gooding Jr. Yes. Cuba Gooding Jr. is coming back. Mm-hmm. After, I think it was in the very first pitch, wasn't he? Or very he close to. Indeed, yeah. Cuba Gooding Jr. is coming back. He's he's playing like a... He flies like the, the plane, you know. He does, yeah. The, the seaplane. He's called Tropical Monaco. <laughs> That's a great name. What, what you, why has he got a seaplane? In the middle of fucking. There's all. It's all um, water, isn't it, around there? Oh, I don't know. In the jungle. I guess it is. Apart from all the trees and shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Yeah, we've also we've got to have a bad guy, haven't we? What's the bad? It can't just be the sloths. It's no, no, be... no. The the bad guy is the military. The military right. are the bad guy because they want to just destroy the entire rainforest because they're worried about the sloths attacking. Yeah. So they they just want to uh, blow everything up, little knowing that it's actually that that's causing the sloths to attack. I've got a um, I've got a mystical ancient, I say ancient, he's like an elder or something that lives in the in the woods in the woodland. Okay, who knows what's going on? He's the one that gives us the exposition, so we haven't got to worry about people finding out what's going on. Who's this? Danny Trejo. Awesome. I've got a name for him. Go on. Jose Pantaloon. <laughs> I like him. So Jose Pantaloon's our mystical elder. He was in um, Blood Thunder, wasn't he? Yes. He was, the, he was, the, um, was he the same character? He wasn't. He was called Hermanos. Flanksteak. Flanksteak. <laughs> <laughs> of course it was, yeah. Yeah. We can't reuse the character, but we can reuse the actor. And I think we've also got like a militant, like an African-like um, gang who are in the jungle as well. You know, like a 
the militia. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. the The main guy of that is played by. Um, Wesley Snipes. Yes, played by Wesley Snipes, and his name is Could It Be Joseph. His first name is <laughs> Could It Be. I like it. So you've got Nicholas Cage trying to save the rainforest. Yep. You've got Tropical Monaco is his his yeah he's his mate. flying him around helping him out. Yep. You've got Jose Pantaloon as the uh, the man in the know. He's like the like Mother Nature character, isn't he? Yeah, he lives in a tree. He's disguised as a tree. Yes. And then you've got Could It Be Joseph is um the gorilla gang. Yeah, that live in the for in the rainforest. Yeah. Maybe they're they're in there for money. Well they are. That's 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 how they, they earn their their business. Yeah, doing something <laughs> in the, the they're rainforest. They're just there just shooting stuff. Yeah, poachers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Coaching sloths. <laughs> That's why the sloths are retreating. Shall we have a, to- a talking gorilla in it? Or I don't that... think we need to. Is that not, too much? Not this time. Right. And then maybe a talking a... sloth. Maybe a reporter. A Let's theme... have a talking sloth. Okay. John Cleese. <laughs> Doing the voice. All right. I thought you were actually in a sloth costume. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> John Cleese is the talking sloth. What does he say? I don't know, maybe the parrot sketch from Monty Python. <laughs> the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, we've also got a, a female reporter You're coming down to, you know, make record of what the hell's going on. Yeah, I like it. That can be Natalie Portman. I think she would, wouldn't she? I think so. I think she would, yeah. She's in. Is, is this a love interest for Nick Cage? Don't be stupid. He's not old as a dad. Maybe when he... Mind you, I didn't stop him in Ghosts of fucking... The back garden Forever. or whatever it's called. Forever there. <laughs> <laughs> What's her name? Her name is Carol. Carol Scoops. True <laughs> <laughs> sure or false? Or two scoops. It's hyphenated. Carol two scoops. Yep, I like it. She's got a hat with press written on, you know, in a little card on the she's wearing like a trilby yeah <laughs> with press written on the little card stuck in there yeah and what's she there for she's uh, reporting on the sloth migration <laughs> <laughs> well boy what a scoop <laughs> two scoops there's also she's covering center carol two scoops yeah because she's also doing a, a piece on nick cage nick cage's character <laughs> <On> perry gibraltar <laughs> The conservationist. <laughs> Adventurer extraordinaire. <laughs> two scoops for one. Perry Gibraltar and Tropical Monaco. Uh, <laughs> some of the greatest names we've come up with I think, here. I think they could possibly get spin-offs. On yeah, this. I think so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're certainly not done with these characters. <laughs> yeah, so they go down to, a, you know, obviously you get that, that clash of, you know, he's like been in the jungle a lot and you know, does everything a bit rough and ready, and she's very like prim and proper from the big city. Maybe he calls her princess a maybe. few times, you know, because like she breaks her heels even though she's not wearing them. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think she's that fish out of water. Shit, <laughs> she's in a fucking evening she, gown. She's wearing a prom dress. <laughs> <laughs> he calls her um... sweet cheeks. No, <laughs> no, no. Um... He, ca- he calls her um, Miss Bossy Britches. 
<laughs> well, he knows how to hurt a woman. <laughs> Hope she recovers. Maybe Princess is a good one. Not Miss Bossy Bridges. Maybe that as well, occasionally, when he's really angry at <laughs> him. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you know, all of that. And she calls him like a, you know, a caveman and all that sort of shit. When you go and have a bath. Yeah, yeah. Caveman fuck. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you get all that. And then uh, she obviously, she thinks Tropical Monaco's is like servant and tells him, get the bags and shit. Yeah. And he says, get your own bags, bitch. Yeah. Slaps her to the floor. (laughs) (laughs) Who plays Tropical Monaco again? Cuba Cuba Gooding Jr. Cuba Gooding Jr. Yeah. Yeah, but you know, throughout the film, she she grows to admire him and his his you know his um, plane skills. Are we, are no, we not tropical Monaco. Right. No one admires him. <laughs> you know. Let me see. Maybe that's where we're going wrong. She admires Nicolas Cage, and you know, his, even though he's a bit rough around the edges, he cares. He cares about the environment. Fuck's this got to do with sloth? Hold on, we, we're building the characters. Oh, right, first, okay, then. sorry, we're doing character arcs. Okay. Yeah. Right, so, okay. so that's the character arc for those two. They get an appreciation for each other, and Nick Cage. Learns to uh, be a bit more civil. He's been out in the jungle too long. He does he? To... Does he rape her? No, we can't have a rape. We can't have Natalie Portman being <laughs> raped in a film. <laughs> this is a fucking action film about sloths. So we can't have a rape in it. <laughs> okay, so Jesus Christ! All right, all right. I'll cross it. Maybe out. could it be Joseph? Might try to, but <laughs> I don't know if after his recent struggles, Wesley snaps to be down for that sort of role. So, yeah. Anyway, so yeah, the the military see heard about the sloths. They want they want to go down there and capture them and use them. Fuck knows why, because they'd be absolutely fucking you. What send them to Iraq? <laughs> Just in the desert. Simply <laughs> <laughs> dead after. <laughs> <a time. laughs> Can all still see him? I'm not even crawled away from the sloth. Like, really slowly, just gets base camp. Just crawl across. It gets blown up by an IED. <laughs> No, they're just trying to they're trying to kill the uh, rainforest. They're not trying to deploy them. But the military? Yeah. Why? Because um they're gonna attack. Attack what? The rainforest. <laughs> <laughs> they want the rainforest uh for themselves to build um weapons depots. What? <laughs> <laughs> It's the best place to put them. Jesus Christ. Because nobody ever looks there, you see. Well, the rain, except for... Except for Wesley Snipes. Except for Could It Be Joseph. <laughs> could It Be Joseph. Yeah, he's there. He's like, I don't want that. Except for Could It Be Joseph, Perry Gibraltar and Tropical Monaco. <laughs> I think they team up at the end. And what's what's the girl's name again? Uh, <laughs> Carol Two Scoops. <laughs> and Carol Two Scoops. <laughs> <laughs> or listen to the wise words of Jose Pantaloon. Oh, I forgot about him. Yeah, yeah. he tells think... a story of a of a talking sloth. Yeah, which is uh, ridiculed. Yeah, he gets dismissed. He's like, "Why are you even here, Jose Pantaloon?" <laughs> he says, "I don't know." <laughs> <laughs> and then he's not in it again to set the plot on the way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, to tell you what's going on. That's why. And then I think there's going to be you know lot, lots of action set pieces, lots of. Uh, you know the militia shooting at uh, Perry Gibraltar. There'll oh. be there'll be sloths blowing up, blowing up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this sloth just fucking <laughs> flying through the air, <laughs> like um, mobile landmines. Yes, That's not what they overly are. mobile. <laughs> no, no, no. But that's how you don't see them. 
Yeah, because they're massive furry bastards. Yeah. <laughs> really slow. <laughs> yeah, but they're in the undergrowth. It's long grass. It's long grass in the rainforest. Well known for being on the ground a lot, sloths. If they have a shit. And there we are. <laughs> Very dangerous if having a shit they and leave, startled. They, they leave their trees to have a shit. Right. You don't know anything about sloths. No, yeah, you're so the one that's, that's done all the... That's uh, when they leave their uh, tree. That's when they're at their most vulnerable. Is it only but then? But on this occasion, it's also when they're at their most dangerous. Nice. Yes, it is only then. They they need a shit, and that, so that's every when time, they leave the tree. So every time a sloth is about to be dangerous, every all the audience is thinking, about to have a shit, that sloth. <laughs> Gone for a shit, that one. <laughs> yeah. It's a dirty bomb then, is it? It yeah, blows it is, up with yeah. shit coverage. Yeah, it's yeah. horrible. So Nicolas Cage is trying to preserve the rainforest and save the sloths. Yeah. Carol Two Scoops is getting the story on the sloths and also doing a, a piece on Nicholas on yes. uh, Perry Gibraltar. Tropical Monaco is Perry's mate, so he's yep. helping him out. Just helping him out, doing shit. Flies the plane, yep. slaps Natalie Portman in the face when she needs it. Yep. Could it be Joseph yep. and his gorillas? Mm-hmm. Are they actual gorillas? No. 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 <laughs> gorilla, yeah, like gorilla. Gorilla. Right. Movement. They are in the jungle... And making money from sloths, <laughs> from deporting <laughs> sloths, the 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 sloth trafficking, the 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 lucrative <laughs> sloth trafficking market. Aren't they nocturnal sloths, or they're not? Very stupid. No, uh, don't know. I mean, how many hours a day do they sleep? I don't bloody know. <laughs> Just had to go at me for not knowing about them shitting. <laughs> Okay, fifteen to twenty hours per day. So you've only got a five-hour window of them. Be uh, possibly, yeah, yeah. Average, I, I, I give you like six, six, seven-hour window of them attacking. Yeah, and only an hour of that they want to have a shit. So yeah, they're only really then they have to get back. So yeah, they're only really aggressive. It's only half of that time because then they have to leave again. <laughs> well, not if they blow up. Yeah, but, but they, they don't, don't know. That. They don't know they're going. They're blow innocent up. in all this. They, yeah, they haven't they got are. an agenda. No. They're not, they're not like evil sloths. They're not birdemic like no. agenda. No, no, no. They're just blowing up. Yeah, they just explode by chance. Yeah, there's a scene in a village where there's loads of sloths there, and they'll blow up and destroy the village. Yeah, you know, could it be Joseph's village that Kid, kids are crying, where they're you know they're harvesting sloths, <laughs> and they all blow up, and it's through acid rain. You say, yeah. Is this even like new sloths born, born? Yeah. Just a genetic mutation. Yeah, it is, yeah. Yeah. God damn it. Well, so, you know, we've got to think about this. Yeah. And uh, I think, like, the ending would be uh, Perry Gibraltar and uh, Two Scoops. They're escaping. Uh, could it be Joseph is chasing after them in a, a four by four? How are they escaping? On foot? On motorbike. Nice. Her on the back. Quads. Could be our quad. Yeah, quad bike. It's better for the terrain. Yeah, quad bike. They're in, like, you know, the old army 4x4s with no roof, that mm-hmm. sort of shit. And they get to the edge of, like, a cliff, and they're surrounded. Could it be Joseph gets out? Any last words or that sort of stuff? In, and then swoops in Tropical Monaco, picks him up in the plane at the last second. Hang on. He's got a helicopter. Helicopter. Yeah. He's got yeah. a rope ladder. Yeah. Like the end of Batman. Yeah. And hanging on the end of that rope ladder, extending his arm. Sloth. From the Goonies. <laughs> hey, you guys. No. He's at the end credits. 
Is it? He, he's the uh, after the end credits cameo it, appearance. It's not Pantaloon, is it? No. Oh. It's Carl Weathers. Oh, yes. It's Carl Weathers. Picks them both up with one arm. He's Perry Gibraltar's uh, mentor. Yeah. He taught him all, everything he knows. Yeah. Cliff Huxtable. <laughs> His name's Carl Weathers, and you damn well know it is. <laughs> You're right, yeah. Cliff Huxtable's a great name, though. <laughs> you can't use that either. <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> that was... That was Bill Cosby's character. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, whatever the fuck that program. Yeah, was. yeah. So and also, in, so he scoops him up in one hand. Yeah, holds a rope ladder in another hand. Yeah, and in the other hand, <laughs> he throws a sloth down it's at him. Is a sloth. Yeah. Could it be Joseph grabs it? Says. Uh, what the hell is this? Yeah, so well, we can add this to the collection, and all of a sudden the sloth has a shit, and he knows then it's like pulling the pin out of a grenade. Oh, fuck. And it blows up, and blows up all of the militia that's with him. Then they all fly off. <laughs> Do each of them explode separately? Even yeah. though it only shits on <laughs> It's a chain reaction, because yeah. they've got some sloths in the... One of the sloths was driving the, the truck <laughs> for him. John Cleese's sloth was driving the truck. <laughs> Clarence. Mm. Clarence they, the sloth. Well, they save they save the John Cleese sloth. Like you know, Gibraltar's got it in his hand, so he returns that to Danny Trejo, Jose Pantaloon. He thanks him, who raises it up um, on the edge of the cliff, like the Lion King. Circle of Life plays, yeah, and that's when you hear that song. Yeah, and uh, you know all the all the animals raise up like in Lion King, and then helicopter tropical Monaco flies past with Carl Weathers still on the <laughs> on the rope ladder, just. <laughs> Salute to the camera. I think Carl uh, Weathers was always on the bottom of that ladder. Well, yeah, just in case. <laughs> End of the film. What do you reckon? I like it. Set you up for a prequel or a sequel. In the sequel, it could be Carl Weathers and Perry Gibraltar. Yeah, that'll do. Then. Yeah. I'm What's the film with... called? Sloths. It's just called Sloths. If I think of anything else, I'll just like send you a voice message and you can insert it. What, is that a threat? <laughs> <laughs> right in there. It's alive! It's alive! It's alive! Before we go, I, I do have a complaint letter, our very first for the podcast. <laughs> our first? Yeah. The hell? Uh, it's, from a, it's from a female. Oh dear. <laughs> <laughs> I'm absolutely shocked this isn't aimed just at you, but uh, it's aimed at both of us. Okay. I'll say sorry now, if that helps. Okay. Um... Dear Dom and Ken, most of yours and Ken's names, these are, this is the film pitch. Okay. Most of yours and Ken's names are about cock. <laughs> it's nice that you meet up to talk about penis, but what about minge? <laughs> That's funny too. Mary means vag. Noonie is another word for vagina. I think there should be a balance. You don't want to come across as only laughing at cock. We want to laugh at Fanny too. Oh, okay. And that's from Steez, who did the... Uh, um, Nicholas Cage. Oh yes, yeah, we had a pitch. Yeah, pitch. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, sorry about that. Yeah, I, I laugh at Fanny more than I should, perhaps. Probably, yeah, but we'll strive. Not as much as Fanny laughs at me. <laughs> <laughs> we'll strive to include more vagina-based pun names in our film pitches from now on. Yeah, it's a shame you've brought that up after we've just done a pitch. Yeah, I know, but I only just remembered it. But you know, like things like cock and dick, and uh, dick's an actual name, so it's it's easier to yeah. to get that in a 
a name. Yeah, we although we did use Cock Solid, which is not a, a name, is it? <laughs> Nobody's first name's Cock. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess I can see the point, uh, <laughs> if you pardon that expression. <laughs> yeah, so sorry, Steez. We will we'll endeavour to improve our... Uh, you know, it's you know we're not just laughing at male genitalia. We want it, we're all inclusive on this podcast. I'll laugh at any genitalia that I see, and that's a promise that we deliver. <laughs> you right can now. take that to the bank. <laughs> and on that note, we will bring this episode to a close. Thank you, as always, to my co-host Kenby Wild. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, so, guys, what did you think of uh, of Birdemic? Do you like it? Do you hate it? Is it a good bad movie, or is it just a bad movie? Let us know. Badmoviecult at gmail dot com. You can find us on Twitter, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Letterboxd, outside your window at night. You can you can find us literally anywhere. Damn right. Good pods. You've got good reads for books, good pods are for podcasts. You can find new podcasts that you're interested in. You can follow your favourite podcasts and see what they're listening to. You can literally do anything you want on there. Not literally anything, but pretty much anything. You can't have a shit. That's true. Maybe they'll add that, though, because they're always improving the, the service you yep. see, Ken. Put that on the feedback. Uh, yeah, and give us a follow while you're at it. Not whilst you're having a shit, but, you know, maybe soon afterwards. No, go on. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> if you want to uh, discuss this week's episode with uh, cult members, you can. Just search for the Bad Movie Cult Discussion Group on Facebook. All links will be available in the show notes. And if you'd like to support the podcast, you can by simply leaving us an Apple podcast rating or review. You can also do that on Spotify now as well. So please, yeah, leave us a, a five-star rating. Or, you know, if you hated it, then just don't bother. <laughs> just move on. Thank yeah, you. Just leave us it anyway. You can leave us it as a, like a tongue-in-cheek five-star review. Obviously, yeah, I really just, hated this five yeah. stars. Yeah, that'll do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, as long as it's five stars, I don't care what you write. Uh, all these reviews, um, joking aside, they're a massive help getting us found by new listeners, so they are very much appreciated. Thank you very much. You can also find all previous episodes, as well as written reviews of films not covered on this podcast, on our website, www.badmoviecult.com. Join us again in two weeks' time, where we'll be back with another movie review, deep dive, and film pitch, right here on the Bad Movie Cult Podcast. <laughs> oh, bye. You Hanging out in the bathroom, having myself a shit. Oh, yeah.